For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. What a weekend. Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot to uh hey. lot to lot to go through. Capped off by a struggle win against the worst team in the MAC and maybe college football. That was uh that was something. So uh, all of that ahead, the Cowboys uh, obliterated the Giants. Uh, Texas is back again. Ugh. Alabama in their last Hold on, I just saw this. Alabama in their last 7 games against Power 5 teams is 4 and 3. Uh that's over with. And um I think the SEC West is garbage. That's what I think. I mean, it's absolutely... Okay, uh, it's, the, 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 it is September the 11th. Let's slow down. Teams have lost... No, I'm ready today. Okay, I'm, I know I'm coming to, in hot today. I understand that you're, we're all ready to, to declare that the West is terrible in the SEC. Georgia's the only good team in the league. They are. That's right. The SEC had a bad weekend. The only shot at a playoff team is Georgia. Miami whooped that ass. They uh, did. I mean, they... And then Alabama got... What, Alabama, what? for the first time since 2007, looked human. They looked slow. They looked unorganized. I, I tried to tell you that Tommy Reese would slow. He, we have, the Notre Dame people have been sent to destroy the SEC for you. Brian yeah. Kelly's at LSU. That's right. Tommy Reese is sleeper at cell style. Yeah, yep, we're doing a sleeper <laughs> cell style. Um, they were horrible on offense. Now they'll get it figured out. They're too good. Here's the and here's the other thing. We don't know how good Texas is. On Saturday night, Texas looked like the best team in the country. On Saturday night. But what do we know about Texas? Texas struggles with prosperity. They've <laughs> never been able to sustain this is why it. So, they can't have nice But that's things. why this is interesting. Sark is a Sark, I, I told you when they hired him, he was one of the best X's and O's guy uh, that you're going to run across. Problem is, can he manage the entire program? Well, now every, you got everybody patting you on the back, telling you how great you are. You did what you said you were going to go do. Now you got to deal with it. Deal with the fallout from it. And now you're not sneaking up on anybody. You're going to, hey, you're going to have you, the target on your back the rest of the year. Better watch out for Wyoming and our guy, the trainer from Craig, Yellowstone on, Craig Bull, uh, baby. on the Wyoming Cowboy uh, roster. But, but here, it's we're three games into this. For some teams, you're two games into it for most teams. It, we got a long way to go. One loss SEC champion is still going to make the the, uh, the the playoff. Two one loss teams probably going to make the playoff. Texas I, has the inside track of the Big Twelve. I believe the SEC's only shot at the SEC has has one. Elite team and a bunch of mid, and Georgia is the only shot. And if Georgia is somehow upset this season, and I don't think they will be because their schedule is pretty bad, the, the SEC is going to get shut out of this playoff. Uh, Alabama's not good. LSU's not good. AM's not good. Arkansas's not good either. Ole Miss, like nobody's good enough to get into one of those spots. And so you're going to have a bunch of teams beat up on each other. Which means that you know the SEC champ may have two losses and they're not going to the playoff unless Georgia goes all the way. That's how I see it through two weeks. That's all I can tell you is what I've seen through two weeks. Through two weeks, I don't. I don't think Georgia's the best team in the country. Uh, I, they've had their. They've had. They're their probably struggles. not. They're probably not. Um, I agree with that. There's. I don't know that. I don't know who is. Texas has the best win. 
No. So maybe by default, they're they're the. I mean, they didn't play great against Rice. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It's it. This, but this is why we do it. And I know all the. Um, you know, on Sunday morning, I'm sitting there and I'm getting ready for the NFL day, and and everybody's like, you know, this the Texas Alabama game is what college football is. No, Texas Alabama is what college football could be. Right. What it is is Florida and McNeese State. Ninety nine percent of the time, that's what you get. <laughs> that's right. College football could be that right. every Saturday, right. but it but is not. No. No, but they have managed to brainwash us into thinking right. that's how it is every right. Saturday. We, we remember, and it is not that we're going to remember Texas, Alabama into November right. and forget te- uh, Alabama and uh, Middle Tennessee. Yeah. Or Arkansas and Kent State. Right. All right. right. We've, uh, we've stalled for five minutes. What the hell was that? That was unimpressive, is what that was. That was unimpressive. Right. And I sat amongst 70,000 Hog fans who left that stadium unimpressed and probably uninspired All right. on Saturday. So. so one of a couple of things could have happened. Right. One, Kent State isn't as bad as the 56-6 to against uh, Central Florida. They played their asses off and played a, a representative football game. They were never a threat to win the game. But they, I mean, the defense played well enough, and the offense just wasn't a threat whatsoever. What That could be one. Two, Arkansas didn't take the game very seriously, and that that's dangerous in and of itself. Well, that's that's a recurring theme under the Pittman regime is to right? get these non-logo. And, I mean, he said it on Tuesday or said it Wednesday about Tuesday's practice that he had to, you know, crack some heads because mm-hmm. people were jacking around because they weren't taking it seriously. Well, it, it showed up on Saturday. It, it showed up on Saturday. That was as much of a going-through-the-motions game. And, listen, I don't think – People get it twisted and they start talking about, well, you can only play at a certain level for so many games. And all that's true. But it is not unreasonable to expect a team with a former offensive line coach who's happy to tell you he's been doing it for 30 years to roll up for 250 on the ground against these dudes. If everything they've told us is true, spoiler, everything they've told us isn't true. It's sports washing. Then, uh, then they should be able to roll up against a team like this, okay. but they can't. Here's the third thing: they're not as good as we thought they were. They're not as good as they uh, think they okay. are. Well, <laughs> I don't, I don't know that they were. Anybody thought they were going. Well, they think they're, or... they think they're West contenders. That's no. what they think. Well, they might be this year. Who knows? <laughs> but, but I, the couple of things were incredibly disturbing. As as you're watching the game, whoever number five is for Kent State, they couldn't handle him. And if you can't handle that dude. You know, you, Zach, they, they gave up a sack on a four-man rush. Uh, I know. It was five know. on four, and I, they sacked the quarterback. I understand. I, I understand. That's They've got some issues they got to work out. And and here's the thing is now you're past your two cupcakes until you get to FIU. Right. The the, the level of competition is going to start ratcheting well, up over the next five or six weeks. BYU is not a – this isn't a top ten team, but it's not a bottom ten team. They got either. the Slovis kid. Yeah. He can sling it a little bit. Former USC quarterbacks that transfer A little bit. A little bit. But they they do have talent, and if you don't take them seriously, they can beat you, and they can beat you badly. I (laughs) I have some questions about exactly why why you can't get a push. I have some theories about the O-line. I've poured through the data over the weekend, and I've reached some conclusions. And uh, we'll get into this as we move along here in the the program. But... um, um, if the coach is getting chippy after a win against Kent State, my God, what's it going to be like after a loss right. to LSU? So I, mean, I, know, I, know we're, I know we're going to talk about this later, but look, <laughs> Pittman's never been challenged uh, no. in, in the in the press room, and, and kudos it, to the people that you did know. Honest, 
But you, kudos to the people that stuck to it because he gave, they asked him a question. He gave him a garbage answer. Didn't answer the question at all. Right. So they re-asked the question. Right. And he got pissed. Right. Well, welcome to the media, Sam. This yeah. is how it works. Yes, yeah, Sam. That's if how it works. If you're going to dodge the question, yeah. then expect the question to come back. Yes. Whoever is in charge of media relations or coaching these guys up in the press room is should be fired today. They are. They, <laughs> wow. they, they they're not doing their job. Wow. Look, this really? is this is politics 101. <laughs> Give them nowhere to go. Derek, if you ask me, hey, why'd you only rush for 172 yards? Why'd you struggle with Kent State? My stock answer to you is, we didn't play very well today. We're going to go back to the tape. We're going to get it right going into next week. Nowhere to go. Instead of bowing up and going, well, I coached 30 years, and I know more than you. Stupid answer. Right. Whoever coaches these guys on on stock answers should be canned immediately. Get somebody new. Because I'm telling you now, media keeps receipts. And when when it turns, and it will... You better be ready. Because those people don't forget in that room. They've been there a long time. They're going to be there. They I were mean, there before you, and they're going to be there he, after you. He bristled at the most mundane, yes. teethless questions yes. about the offensive line. Good Lord, You can't man. do it. You can't do it. <laughs> I love it. I love that he breaks character all the time. When he be, he uh, he breaks from uh, aw shucks into the greatest mascot yeah. of all time, Coach. To uh, yeah. Sam Pittman. Hey man, when it's going well, and and when you're, <laughs> I t- love it. When you're running around telling everybody, "Oh, we're two and zero, we're two and zero, we're two and zero." That's, hey, the Americans aren't coming. Everything's great. Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right on your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign in today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Here is uh, part one. On the offensive line from uh, post game Saturday, with Trey Biddy asking um, um, Sam Pittman about uh, the offensive line, and um, he used a word that uh, Pittman kind of bristled at in the uh, in the in the deal. Here, here we go. You kind of rotated some guys on the offensive line. Is that are you auditioning or is that something that you plan to do? Well, I don't know why you'd audition. I mean, it wouldn't make any sense. Um, You'd probably want to play guys that you feel like uh, have the talent uh, and have a right to maybe be a starter. Maybe that the word is audition, but um, that's mean no. you don't see a lot of teams do that rotating guys. Okay. Okay, that's part one. Uh, by the way, during the um, Trey Biddy's follow-up there, uh, he was taking a big old swig of the soda pop there. Uh, that's why he uh, had a delay response. What did you call it? 
It looked like it was room temperature. Yeah, they have nine sodas. They always sodas. look like they're not cold. I mean, there are, carbonated. there are so many things about that place that just look rinky-dink. And one of them is the 19 sodas they put on the on the podium because they're so happy to have the Coca-Cola money back in. But it, that's that's this is a discussion for another time. All right. Then we move on about our day with the uh, with the talk of the um, of other things. And then our uh, our young ward, Hutch. Doubles back to the offensive line. Because uh, discussion. he didn't really answer the question. He okay. did not answer the question at all. He, in fact, he said, "Well, that's not an audition, but I guess maybe it is an audition." <laughs> that's what he said. So here's uh, the other part of this. See, I just want to follow something Trey asked about earlier with the offensive line. Do you anticipate continuing to rotate guys, or do you think you might be able to start paring it down, pick your your best five, maybe starting here in the next couple of weeks? Guys, we're not the only team in the world that's played five O linemen. I mean, somebody's playing six or seven. I'm trying to figure out who our best linemen are, and if I feel like they've earned opportunities to play, what's the difference in an O lineman and a freaking D lineman? We played nine of them guys. I mean, if I feel like they're good enough to help us win, it'll help us in the long run. I understand that we're supposed to play five guys. We do, but I, that ain't why we're not running the ball, guys. Okay. There you go. Okay. That was a disaster of an answer, by the way. <laughs> Just a disaster. Okay. So, a couple things. To a very mundane question. That's not a gotcha question. Mm-hmm. That's not an agenda-driven question. No. That's a, hey, you didn't answer the last question. You want another shot at it? And he screwed that up. <laughs> okay. So, so <clears throat> I can understand calling in an audition isn't necessarily the best phrasing. I understand what the, what they were trying to get at. Sam blew it off. Hutch circles back and uses the word rotation. Right. He then makes the comparison between the offensive and the defensive lines. He's 100% correct. There are teams that rotate linemen in and out. You're going to have to, you need eight to to be successful. You got to have an interior guy, probably a swing tackle. Swing tackle is a new position that they've come up with. It's the sixth guy. These are all things that are normal. But you can tell he was starting to get frustrated. And when he says, well, that's not the reason that we're not running the ball. Okay, tell me why. Now, if he'd finished up with, we're just not playing very well, there's nowhere to go. He did offer up some theories on why they're not running the ball throughout this press conference. But these two particular uh, exchanges are the ones that most people were talking about on the internets over the weekend. Um, So... That's uh, th- those are those a uh, uh, couple sequences again. This these are not um, these are not the questions of an agenda driven media. This these are the questions of a perfectly curious and quite honestly uh, sounding like unbiased media, which is unusual uh, over there. So I uh, I don't understand. I mean, listen, Pittman is very sensitive when he's questioned about anything because no one has done it here before, and so he has to improve at. Um, Questions that are not, hey, coach, what a beautiful day. Could you talk about hey, that? Could you talk about the fans? That's right, exactly, exactly. Um, and uh, listen, I'm not willing to go as far as the other person here, Zach Arns, who talked about firing people in the media relations department for not preparing All him for this. All I'm saying is prepare the guy. <laughs> Get him, give him some stock answers. Yes. Um, but I do love the fact that he breaks character whenever a real question is asked and, uh, he becomes Sam and not, Hey, coach Pittman. Hey, what, what a beautiful day. What a, what a great fan base. Uh, it, it is, it is funny to me that he has not mastered 
the football coaching art of remain stoic, remain the same, and never lose your cool under in a press conference when um, he, he doesn't do that yet. I don't know if he ever will. I'm here for the entertainment value of all of this. Then he, uh, he added this um, at one point as he was uh, going back to uh, trying to put a ribbon on this whole, uh, this whole discussion. I've coached line for 30-some years. I know how to coach offensive line. Oh, boy. That's like saying I've been a fan for 30 years, and here's my take on it. No, what that is, uh, what he's saying is I know more than all of you, well, yeah, so shut that, up. That's, well, that's what saying I've been a fan for 30 years means. Qualifying no. your answer by, with your experience is simply being erudite. It's very this. insecure. It, that's again, what that is. I go back to guys who are much more seasoned in this and, and have had ups and downs and aren't constantly being thrown softball questions. Give them nowhere to go. Hey, we didn't play well today. We didn't play well last week. Right. You can figure this out. And and then guys like Hutch, who are smart, don't have anywhere to go. And furthermore, that last statement is why everyone is so curious why it looks this way. You have been coaching the offensive line for 30 years. You were brought here as an expert on offensive line play. Why does the offensive line look so pedestrian through two games? That's exact. You have answered the question, and that's why we're asking you these questions, is because we don't know, and you're supposed to be the expert. You said it. You've got the bona fides. 30 years. Okay. What ha- what's happening out there? Now, I have poured over the data all weekend long. I've watched the tape. Here are the conclusions I've reached. They have, Kutas is the best lineman they have, okay? Other than that, they have some guys who can pass block. They have some guys who can run block. They do not have five guys who can consistently do it all. And that's why he's defensive about his plan. Because he knows this is the only way it'll work right now. There is also, like, you get to Kutas, and there's a drop-off, and then you get Limmer and Latham, and then there's another drop-off between uh, the, these, uh, the, the guys that they're putting out there. You gave up sacks on a four-man rush. This happens because you can't communicate. And you can't communicate when you're mixing and matching people on the offensive line. Okay? The offensive line is a band. It's a five-person band. And, you know, I don't think Bruce Springsteen is using a different drummer every single night. All right? It's usually Max Weinberg. Why? Because there's a familiarity. There's a consistency. You know where people are going to be at all times. The offensive line is no different than a band. And, you know, the Eagles usually have, uh, you know, Timothy B. Schmidt on base. They're not, they're not just tonight, playing the base will be someone else. So they don't have this um, consistency yet. You need to play the best five people as much as you can. No breaks. He knows that. But they can't do it right now because some people can run block, some people can pass block, not enough guys can do both. That's, those, are the, um, those are the conclusions I have reached when pouring over the data and the, uh, the, uh, the tape grading of PFF on offensive line play because I don't know anywhere else to get information that is credible on all this. Oh, and one more thing I'll tell you, looking at the PFF stuff. Remember in, um, remember in uh, Blindside when uh, Michael Orr is telling the coach, run gap? Mm-hmm. Okay. With Arkansas, it's the opposite of that. Don't run gap. When they run gap, the grades are in the, I mean, D's and F's for everybody. They play seven, seven guys have played most of the snaps. Then uh, Wiggins has played six snaps. 
Uh, Harris has played five. Josh Street's played five. Okay, so the, the main seven guys. When they run gap, the scores tank. When they run zone, much better running the football. I believe that Dan Enos and Sam Pittman will start to figure out what they do well and start to game plan accordingly to that. And there won't be as much experimentation moving forward. I think that they thought they could, ex- they clearly thought they could do some mixing and matching and experimenting in these first two games against lesser opponents. Which they did. And in the first game, it went fine. In the second game, it nearly bit them in the butt because it was an uninspiring performance. But they did win. And I think that they are going to start to cater to... Here's what I would expect. I'll put it this way. I would expect them to start to cater more to what they do well and to eliminate some of the things in the first two weeks, Zach, that we have not seen them do very well. Well, again, the passing game wasn't all there. Uh, I mean, you, you threw for 136 yards. These are concerning. It's certainly not a death knell. It, it certainly is. I don't believe two weeks in you can make, you can draw rash conclusions. You can say through two weeks that they're not doing things particularly well, but they may be a different team in, in November. I just looked at all the PFF grades for, for the offensive line. The guys that played are all in top 100 across the country. So, I mean, it wasn't a complete and total failure. So you start to ask yourself, well, what happened? Why, if, if the grades are good or the grades are average to good or, you know, slightly below average to good, it, it's not a complete failure. So what happened? Well, maybe you got a running back that, that went, the wrong, went the wrong way, read the, read the thing wrong, ran into a defender. Maybe the wide receivers aren't, you know, on, a, on an outside zone, aren't holding their blocks long enough. There's a lot of things in the run game, and you use the band analogy. That, that's absolutely accurate. But it, it's a ballet, a band. Everybody's got to be in sync. And if one person gets out of sync, then, you, you know, you're, you're, it's just a player making a play, and, and sometimes you're going to win. You're going to lose more of those than you win. I know he talked in the post game about not wanting to run KJ and how they had to run KJ in the second half, and that's part of the game that you know it's going to start, you know, I guess, emerging here over the next couple of weeks because they're going to need them. I don't know that they can line up and bully anyone like they have the last couple of years. You may just be in that spot where you know what your run game is going to be what it is. You're going to have to throw the ball to win, and sometimes that happens. I still think they're going to have they're they're working on the offensive line combinations, who communicates the best. That's another thing that, and again, these are things that we don't know because we don't know what the calls were. We don't know how they communicate on the offensive line, what the reads were. If you're, if you've got two guys that aren't communicating very well, or whoever's in charge of, you know, identifying the Mike linebacker or how, you know, calling all of the offensive signals, if you're struggling there, yeah, your offensive line can look really bad. If you're, if that's what you're missing, so I, you know, I, I was listening to um, uh, Jason Kelsey. On his uh, on his podcast, and he was talking about you know like the first four games of of the NFL season. Man, you're just sorting stuff out. In in college, you don't have that kind of leeway. You know, you've you've got 12 games versus 17 games, so maybe the first two games you're doing that. You're just sort of sorting things out. I think that's exactly what. But if BYU if BYU doesn't get your attention, there's you've got a more fundamental problem. No, I think this is more of a. Um, I, I would expect. And again, you know, I expected him to run for 275 on Saturday. And I think that was reasonable. Um, so I was wrong about that. But I would expect what happens this week to be more along the lines of what you will see moving through SEC play. That's what I would expect. Where you you have five guys most of the time and you're not bringing in people for four, five, six snaps. And you are, uh, you're working on all those intricacies that you have to have. They got to figure that out. 
at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic, just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Are you feeling the heat this summer with soaring electric bills? Upgrade your AC system with Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric this August and experience the ultimate comfort in your home. This month, receive up to $500 off on attic insulation when you upgrade your AC. That's right, proper attic insulation can significantly reduce your energy bills, keeping your home cooler and more efficient. Worried about the cost? We've got you covered. With approved credit, enjoy payments as low as $99 a month. Picture this. Lower energy bills can help you cover the cost of your new system. Now that's a win-win situation. So don't wait. Call Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric now and save with a new AC system and insulation this August. Say goodbye to high electric bills and hello to ultimate comfort. Visit gopascal.com now and schedule your free estimate. With approved credit, exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Professional people, professional service. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more Woo pig. <laughs> oh, before we get to uh, DQ's uh, check marks, yeah, we have uh, some breaking news out of the National Football oh, wait, League. Well, hold on, I was not aware of this. All right, what do you got? The Chiefs have announced they've come to terms on a one-year deal with Chris Jones. Man, he will be back. I would assume on Sunday when the Chiefs go to Jacksonville uh, to face the Jaguars at uh, noon Central Time on CBS. So, Chris Jones, they got it worked out on a one-year contract, this according to the team. Uh, also, there is a, currently a storm at MetLife Stadium, and no one is allowed on the field. No players or personnel are on the field. What kind due of to a storm, Derek? A, uh, a thunderstorm, it would appear. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. Tell her life's not fair and tell her to suck it up. Okay. Get out there. Go play. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wow. Uh, let's see here. Well, here's what's going on. All right. Here's what's happening. We have done for many times. We have for many weeks. We have done uh, DQ's. Um, DQ has been here on Mondays with thoughts on things. We're moving that to Wednesday. We have uh, done a, a little uh, tweaking here. Gone are the five people who suck. And in its place, a new segment, which we will premiere today. Yes, uh, DQ's uh, thoughts are going to Wednesday. See, right after different strokes. That's right, yes. And before the love boat. <laughs> That's Wednesday night, only yep. on ABC. So we've got a new one because last week we got a story 
from DQ that she got a check mark in kindergarten when she shouldn't have gotten one, in her opinion, and it still bothers her. Yeah, she's not over it. Lo, these many years later. So, thus, we thought DQ should get to hand out the check marks since this injustice she occurred. Was, uh, when she got here this morning, she was doing some serious research, college football research, more research than we do. Well, that's, you know, that's... Two that's, minutes is more than we do. Two but, minutes, but that's she right. Did spend most hey, of the I did crack the stuff. books on this offensive line stuff yesterday. I want some credit for that. Okay. But um, so here now, uh, for the first time, uh, DQ's check marks. Two upbeat. Fine. Try to give you something upbeat, but go Sorry. ahead. Okay. Um, should I start with green or red? Yeah, let's start with the green because those are the ones that are, you know, we get, let's get those out of the way. Let's tear people apart at the end. <laughs> okay, I actually put in the most research for my green, so we'll start with green. All right. Okay, uh, my green check mark, best coach of the weekend, goes to Steve Shark Sarkeesian. Okay. Um, I we did the research this morning. Apparently, he's only the second coordinator that second former coordinator that has ever beaten Saban. That's yep. right. Kirby Smart has beaten him twice. I thought that there were three. Jimbo beat him. That was he was a coordinator at LSU, right? In Alabama, he's talking about it. She's talking oh, about it at Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, so second coordinator to beat him. Uh, I don't actually really like Texas. Uh, their whole their whole thing okay. is weird All to right. me. Yep. But I actually, uh, when Sarkeesian was at Alabama, I actually did kind of like him for the year that he was there. And I don't know, I. I uh, watched or I listened to this interview where he basically said that, you know, Saban gave him a second second chance at coaching. And now, like Saban, he did credit Saban to being the reason why he can have a job at, you know, Texas. And I thought that was nice. But I also thought it was nice that he threw in like a little jab about beating Alabama at the end of the game mm -hmm. for his post-game interview. Um, but, yeah, I I was happy for him to, you know, well beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa, too. You know, uh, DQ, speaking of Texas and stuff, uh, Saturday at the Arkansas game, it's a lot of cowboy hats in the stands. Yeah. A lot of cowboy hats in the stands. Oh, How yeah, many cowboy yeah. hats did you see out at Yeehaw? <laughs> That's right. I saw a few, yeah. Okay. Except <laughs> not from Ty. Ty. Ty did not wear not a cowboy Did you see did the guy come out to Yeehaw that was wearing the cowboy hat that was just a bunch of uh, Paps Blue Ribbon logos all over the cowboy hat? I don't know if I saw him. Okay. I was walked up. I walked up the, yeah, I walked up the hill behind that guy. That was a, <laughs> was a good looking hat. I got to tell you. But yeah, All right. He gets my he gets my green. I was actually kind of happy for him. Not for Texas winning. I actually didn't like to see that, but mm -hmm. I was happy for him personally. Okay. All right. Sark seems like a guy you could go out and have some fun with. Not anymore. Well, I mean, at one time though. At have a time. coffee with. Yeah, you have a coffee. Yeah, have a coffee. Yeah, 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 right. Okay, my yellow flag or my I'm sorry, my yellow check mark. <laughs> goes to Marcus Freeman. <laughs> Notre Dame won a game. <laughs> they won a game they were supposed to win. Yeah. The point margin wasn't that the point spread wasn't that much. They covered. Actually, they covered. Yeah, it was two points. But did they cover? Yeah, they covered. Okay, because they, they covered. beat them by In a, a monsoon. Lot. Yeah. But I'm just After saying. After an hour and 45 minute rain delay. Uh, here we I'm go. just saying. God. Notre Dame was supposed to win. They did. Notre Dame won. Yes. What's that, bad about nothing, this? No, no, that's the point of a yellow check. It's they, not good or bad. You're fired. Again. 
Double okay. down. Hey, You're give Marcus me. Freeman Arkansas's offensive line, and how good would they be? Well, Come Marcus on, Freeman, Marcus Freeman knows how to recruit offensive linemen. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Notre Dame's supposed to win. Yeah, they did. They win games. Yeah, they, a lot of them. It's yeah. Talk them up. Go ahead. Talk, I'm talk. saying it's more surprising when Notre Dame loses that's games correct. than when they win. That's why they're getting my yellow flag because I've seen a lot of stuff on social media about. Notre Dame winning. Like, I think, Zach, just your mere presence in my life has ruined my social media <laughs> algorithm because I end up seeing a lot of Notre Dame stuff on my on my feeds. Uh, and they're supposed to win games. Them winning a game against NC State was not, like, phenomenal. That's why they get my yellow check mark. Right. It was ordinary. Marcus Freeman didn't do anything bad. He won a game he was supposed to. He's 12-2 and two since converting to Catholicism. Very cool. 12 and 2. <laughs> 12 and 2. Okay. My red check mark. Uh huh. Red, the biggest loser of the week. <laughs> it's going to have to go to Jimbo Fisher. Oh, okay. I don't know if Miami is supposed to be good or not. I don't really, I don't know anything about that. But I knew, th- I do know that Texas AM is supposed to be good. <laughs> and they might not be. <laughs> It wasn't a great weekend for A and M. They, no. they got they. Looked, it was in, it was in Miami, right? It was okay. It, it, it was a half empty stadium. So that, see, there's yeah. There's not really a a whole. The only excuse that you can say is that it was a home game for Miami, but they shouldn't have lost. No, to Texas A and M should have like won the game. But Miami does this once a year. They'll have one of these games where a big opponent comes in and they just rise to. Yeah, the and challenge. it's always kind of early yep. too, right? Yep. And so now you know you think, oh wow, Miami's good, but. Uh, I mean, they're supposed to, you know, have a lot of money in recruiting and NIL and stuff. And, you know, I've seen the on threes, you know, predictions and stuff for their NIL. And they they should be better than that. And now if Jimbo's bad, they're st- they can't buy him out. I mean, oil money can. They can, but that's such a waste of money. Yes, Giving him that contract was a waste well, of money. It was a waste it's of college money. football. All of it's a yeah, waste of money. Yeah, $76 million. Yeah. That's so much. And then they have to hire another coach for probably more than what Jimbo was making. You know what they have to do? Mm-hmm. They have to dig up some dirt on him. So they can oh, fire, so they can fire him. Fire him with cause so they don't have to owe him a dime. That's that worked well do. for Auburn. That's wor- See, exactly. <laughs> well, yes. it didn't work. Oh. Well, I'm just saying, they need to, they, they need a scandal. They need a temptress to uh, go into uh, Jimbo's world, and uh, and then uh, there you go. All right, I'll go get the motorcycle. <laughs> I'm right, on it. Right. All right. Fine. What did Jim Rome call Petrino today? Uh, pavement face. Pavement face? Well, no, he didn't call Jimbo. He called uh, Petrino. Petrino, yeah, he called, yeah, he called it pavement face. Yeah. That is such a good name. <laughs> so, All right. So there's that. So the red check yeah. mark goes to uh, Jimbo, Jimbo this yeah. week. They had, a, uh, they had a rough week. The auspicious uh, red check mark. Wow. All right. Thank you, DQ. Those are DQ's uh, check marks from the week here on Ruskin and Zach. Your drive home powered by Mr. Sparky. That went very well. I like that. I like. I think everyone could do this. You could. Everyone could turn in their green, yeah. yellow, and red check marks from That's the week. That's pretty simple. Now, DQ, is yeah. any of this going to get your check mark reversed? I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. There you go. Uh, let's see here. Drew in Fayetteville. Hit his parlay. Let it go, man. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm uh, I'm chasing this weekend. I had a rough day in the NFL yesterday. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks to the Chicago Bears. 
You bet on the Bears? I got two and a half. Oh, I felt good. good. Come on. Yeah, Come I know. On. I know. I know. Why would you bet on the Bears? Because I gave, they gave me the two. The Bears still suck. It wasn't I mean, a bet a, for the Bears. It was a bet against Jordan Love. Well, that was a mistake, yeah, too. That's what I know, you do. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, that's what happens. All right. Uh, so, yeah, if you got a green, yellow, or check mark, uh, or, or yeah, like, like you could t- offensive line in Arkansas, you give them a, I'd give them a yellow check mark this week. I mean, it was fine. They pass protected okay. But, um, you know, I don't know why they weren't road grading this team. I don't understand that. I don't know. Do you know why? I don't know why. I I think there are a couple of reasons why. I think one, um, I think Kent State played their best game. I, I do, and I think their down four played really, really well. Two, they're probably not as far along as they would like. There seemed to be some confusion as far as um, uh, as far as assignments and communication. I thought the pass protection for the most part all day was pretty good. Yeah. But, you know, we're used to seeing gaping holes, and that's not happening right now. Sam said it. You know, a lot of teams will rotate guys in and out. You can't play 300-pound guys 60, 70, 80 plays a game. You can't do it. So that you've got to have, you got to rotate guys in and out. If it's a series or, you know, a couple of plays here and there, you're going to have to rotate guys in and out. Find your best five, whatever they are. And they cross-train at multiple positions. So it's not like moving from right guard to left guard is that big a stretch, or you know, right tackle to left tackle, or center to guard. But none of that, none of that is is too hard for any of these guys. Find what your best best combination is, find your five best guys, and then go and you rotate the other ones in. Um, it's going to take. Uh, it's I think it's I think that's going to be a work in progress all year. I don't know that they and you know we said at the beginning of the year they felt good about the interior. They didn't feel great about the tackles. I think it's been probably borne out to this point. Two games in. Yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued to see the uh, the snap count uh, this week with the linemen uh, and see, you know, how much mix it and match it. I really think they're going to start to pare things down, not so much because of the criticism, not at all because of the criticism, honestly, uh, because this is what you have to do is you have to have that five, uh, those five people acting as one mm-hmm. up there. And when you mix and match guys, it's just one, that's one less rep where they, they can't get uh, in rhythm. Um, the The offensive line is a band, and um, you know the Eagles always have Timothy B. Schmidt on base. They don't just say, "Well, you know what, we're rotating somebody else in tonight." Like, there's a reason for that. All right, it, it, it's the same deal. It's it's all about timing and rhythm and all this stuff. It's all the same. You know, you talk about a Broadway musical. You talk about. Football offensive line play. To me, I, I see it as exactly the same. It's all choreography, and everybody has to be in their exact same spot every single time for it to work. It's the same thing to me in my brain. And so uh, that's um, that's what I think. Um, here's the thing also. Um, how, what was everybody's assessment on the tight end play on Saturday? I haven't heard anybody talk about this. Anybody? Mid? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't help, right? I, well, okay, Saturday was ugly all the way around. They couldn't throw the ball. They couldn't run the ball. Yeah. They did play defense, though. Uh, 136 yards passing ain't going to get it done. It, it was it was an ugly game. I would love to hear what their thoughts on the struggles were today as opposed to in the aftermath of the win. I can understand some of their frustrations. Hey, guys, we just won a football game. Winning football games is never easy. Whatever. 
But today, after sitting through the film and grading the film out and heading to practice and seeing seeing what they were working on today, I would love to know what their thoughts are. You know, yeah. why was it such a struggle? Kent State is not supposed to be a team that can hang with you. Why was it a struggle to move the football, not just on the ground, but through the air? Why? 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 308 yards of total offense, I think, is what they came up with. And that, I mean, that, that was an ugly football game. And it may just be one of those cases where, you know what? Today was one of those days. Oh. But you can't have those kind of days when you start playing teams like BYU. BYU will beat you if you have another one of those days. Oh. They played 65 offensive snaps. And two linemen played 65 offensive snaps. Uh, Limmer and Latham. Oh, I'm sorry, and Kutas. Who, by the way, uh, according to PFF, is the best offensive lineman they have. Yeah, he, had the t- he's, he was 10th uh, yeah. this week as yeah. far as, you know, PFF grades, which is so great. you've got that figured out. I still think they're they're trying to figure out what to do at left tackle. And, you know, the interior is, uh, you know, All right. is what it is. All right, here we go. I want to dispel this right now. Here's a text study 479. Didn't want to show other teams what we can do. That's the dumbest thing we're going to hear today. Why is that? Because you're in a football game. And all of a sudden, and Sam said it in the post game. Hello, they started running KJ. Want to, but they had to. Yeah, when, it you works. Are, when you are in a game where you are fighting for your life, you're not holding anything back going, hey, you know what? We won't show it so, so BYU doesn't see it. Nah, that's not the way it works. They were in a game, they were in a scrap, and they had to come up with plays. And they started going deeper into the playbook. You saw a lot of what Dan Enos wants to do, especially in the quarterback run game. You know, the, I think you know Chuck and I were talking so, about this yes on Sunday uh, on Saturday. One of the best plays they ran was where they brought um, a tight end in motion, and KJ's followed him on a power sweep. It's one of the best plays they had. It's a very simple play, but that was probably something that you know they didn't necessarily want to run KJ all that much. But you had to because you were in a game that you weren't sure you were going to win. Right. You don't hold things back when you're struggling. They thought they could get away with it. They uh, yeah, they could. Yeah, they did. I mean, that's what happened. Uh, my my overwhelming thought was um was um thank God for the defense. I mean, not only did they score points, they um you know they pretty much dominated in the second half of uh, of that. And game. a lot of it had to do with the defense. The defense played really really well. Yeah, they they are so much further along than the uh, than the offense is. Right. And you know if they stay healthy, they, stay healthy all year. Could the, just something to keep an eye on. It's turf yeah. toe. Glothern's got the turf toe thing. That's a joint injury. That's yeah. one of those deals, man. It, it doesn't go away. Yeah. That's an off season before you're uh, you're fully healthy. You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. Join the local conversation on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, 866-285-4005. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. Welcome to McClarty Daniel Country. With six giant locations and over 3,000 vehicles, Northwest Arkansas is McClarty Daniel Country. Stop by one of our showrooms today to shop our full lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. McClarty Daniel is proud to be your premier automotive destination. Need service? We work on all makes and models six days a week. Plus, our full-service collision center can repair anything from a minor ding to a major collision. Have you visited McClarty Daniel Country? Visit us online at McClartyDaniel.com. 
The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Prize Picks is a skill based, real money daily fantasy sports game. How does it work? Well, you pick two to six players, and if they will go for more or less than their prize picks projection. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Find out all about it at prizepicks.com slash HTL and use code HTL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash HTL and use the code HTL for that first deposit match of up to $100. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. prizepicks.com, daily fantasy sports made easy. So I just saw that a Dion has a security guards at mm. the games, and they wear T-shirts that say F around and find out. DQ, did your security guard Saturday night have a T-shirt that said F around and find out? No, but I wish he did. <laughs> <laughs> right? Make, that, that would increase your street cred quite a bit, wouldn't it? I think so. Do you have street cred? No. Okay. Would you, would you like some? <laughs> yeah. Well, you have an armed security uh, service I'm now. told, yeah, DQ had armed security Saturday night at the postgame show. What was he carrying? I don't know. <laughs> How do you know he was armed? You don't. No. Isn't everybody armed? Yeah, it's Arkansas. Day, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, come on, day, yeah, we're all yeah. armed. I'm armed. What are you talking about? Like the OK Corral down That's there. Right. Yes. Right. F around and find out. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. Here's a text from the C man. Um, Arkansas won by 22. How many times were we just happy to win by one? How things change so quickly. Well, they did not meet reasonable expectations. I don't think it was reasonable to expect them to win like 75 to zero, but I don't think people were expecting that. I expect, I think people expected them to, um, the line cover. was huge. Yes, the line, it was. The line was huge. Right. You would have had to won 49 to 10 to cover. Right. I've seen Arkansas teams win games like this oh, they, 49 they, to 10. They did it the other day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I thought that they would, um, you know, be at, at the minimum 200 and 200, uh, on on the offensive side, uh, yardage wise, and they didn't uh, get close to that, and so people were like, "Huh," and it just wasn't that aesthetically pleasing. And not that that's the end all be all, but the you know, th- it's the home opener in Fayetteville. You expect them to put on a show. They the didn't really put on a show. The the just lethargy on offense. Lethargy. Was, yes, that's right. Uh, was was really disarming, to be honest. Right. You're you're sitting there and you're watching this and you're going, "What is going on? Why 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 there there's not a it's not like you played a big game the week before. You're at, you're at home in your stadium, back in your place. You talked about it all week. We're happy to be back here. There was no reason to have a slow start unless right. the team you were playing wasn't as bad in week one and you maybe took them a little lightly. And they gave you a game for a half. It never felt like they were in danger, but one or two turnovers and you were and, and it could have got 
when um when Arkansas got stopped on the fourth down and they've got the ball on what the 34, 35 yard line, you're going going, eh, this this could get dicey. And the defense pushes them back, they wind up punting. And at that point you knew that Kent State, unless you got a lightning strike, wasn't going to score. They weren't going to just march the ball down the field. Then it was a matter of how long was it going to take for the dam to break. And it took about another five or ten minutes. They punch it in, and then they're off and running. Well, and this may be what they do. It may be an accumulation team, a body blows team, where you know you, you just want to get to halftime and, and get into the second half with the game either close or you're leading, and then just let that accumulation take over. It may be that way all season. You play to your defense. The defense right. is the strength. That's called coaching. Right. This is a uh, criticism I don't understand on the McClarty No Hotline. I love KJ, but his accuracy makes me nervous sometimes. He completed 68% of his passes anyway, on Saturday. Wait, wait, wait. KJ Jefferson's accuracy? It makes this texture nervous sometimes. You know, if you're around 68, 70, like that's where you're supposed to be. So I, I, don't, uh, I don't understand all that. Okay. Did he miss some throws? Sure, of course sure he, he did. Does. But there's no, and they all miss throws. There's no, there's no perfect quarterback out there. He was still one of the best offensive players on the field for Arkansas in the entire deadgum game. I mean, seriously. In fact, he was the best offensive player on he's, the field. He's completing 74% of his passes. Yeah, calm down. Uh, there's uh, no uh, accuracy problem yeah, relax. here. Relax. Please. Just relax. What do you want him, 80? 85? What, what are you looking for what here? KJ is not in the passing game is explosive. There's not a lot of explosion down the field. You're not seeing a lot of, you know, uh, throw a ball 65 yards to an open receiver type stuff since Burks left. Okay. You mean you he's can, not Tua? <laughs> well, he also doesn't have Traylon Burks. Right. Uh, that, that's a big part of this. He, the, the, there is, it has been a struggle to get explosive plays in the passing game consistently out of them. They've come in the run game for, for the last, you know, season and a half. Now, you know, they're going to have to, KJ's going to have to do that. Accuracy is not the problem. Turning the ball over is not the problem with him. He doesn't have a problem. He's a really good quarterback. Right now, you've got some issues up front, which are kind of stymieing the run game. Sometimes it's okay to punt. It's okay, especially when your defense is playing lights out like that group is. It's okay well, to punt and I not just, make the big mistake. The thing is, through two games, like, we were sold this whole, like, stronger, more physical thing with this new Souders uh, strength coach. And that hasn't really manifested himself all that much on the offensive side of the ball uh, through the first couple of games. So, so there's some people that are like, well, wait a minute. You told us one thing, and now we're seeing another thing, and that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to us right now. Um, so that's a part of also uh, when, you know, when, when, when people like to talk about, hey, they won by 22. Who cares? Well, here is why some people have some concerns, which are perfectly valid. Hey, if you spent... God knows how much money to go to that thing on Saturday and you weren't satisfied with the performance. I don't have a problem with anybody saying that. I'm not one of these people that is like, well, hey, you know, they won. Shut up. No, 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 no. You know, you know the time, effort, and energy it takes to go to one of these games and, and, and money. I mean, come on. They can't, uh, you know, they can't expect all of this stuff. And then when the people, then, then oh, well, it's a two-point win. Everybody shut up. They won. Even though it wasn't a two-point win, I know. But you know what I'm saying? They won a game. I, I just, I, we're two games into this. I, I can't, we can't draw a lot of conclusions. We can point out no. things that need work. You can point those but, out. But I, I think saying, well, the offensive line sucks. That, that's not going to work. I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to say that it, yet. It, 
I'm not going to say that. There's a lot of components to this. I don't think they're as good as they think they are. See, I, don't, I never got that That's in the what I, think. I thought they thought they were going to be able to do some no, things, but no. they all think that. In the, they in carry the, in the themselves offseason. like their offensive line you down there, and they're not as good as they think they are. I don't think they're terrible, but I don't think there is. They, they've, I think they have uh, realized, you know, we got a few. Maybe they have a few more things to work on than they thought they did. At if, this point, if they went into game one thinking they were just going to blow people off the ball after watching them all all spring, they're then they're they shouldn't have the job because they know coaches are not dumb. They know going into it to an opener, hey, we may we we want to do this, we think we can do this, but unless they're one hundred percent certain, they're not going to sit there and go, well, you know, we're going to run for three hundred yards a game. I never heard Pittman say anything like that. They no. knew that the having those two new tackles was going to be an issue. Here's the exciting thing to me about this week's game is because this week's game is not about Arkansas. It's not about tinkering or any of these sorts of things. This t- this week, they have to put a real game plan together to beat a real team. Mm-hmm. And go. that's different. That's different. It's not about, you know, when, when teams play a, quote, lesser opponent, they say, well, this week's about us, which is code for, yeah, this team's not very good. We're going to play. We're going to, uh, you know, Focus on us this week. This week, they have to put a real game plan they together, do. and they, they have do. to uh, they have to execute a real game plan against a Big Twelve team in BYU, or they're going to lose in that stadium on Saturday night. And uh, so there's a little bit there's more pressure now uh, this week for everybody involved here, which means less experimenting or less auditioning, geez, auditioning, auditioning and yeah. we're just going to play football now. And so this will give you more of an indication than the first two games of what. You know, also after um, after Saturday night when we're doing the post game in here at you know one forty five in the morning, um, we are a quarter of the way through this thing. Yeah. So it's time to start making some conclusions after a quarter of the okay, game. Okay, that, so, that I would so, agree with. So, Plus, I want to see them play a real team. Well, and and you're like going you said, I, you're going to have to put a real game plan together. There's going to be less freewheeling. Your your yes. your play sheet is going to come down to a hundred plays that you think you're going to run in the game, and and everybody's got to, you know, the dress rehearsals are over. It starts Saturday. And, you know, although a non-conference game, you lose to a BYU, your season's, you know, now careening off the guardrails. Right. That's I, true. I don't think I don't think they're going to. I think they'll be able to overpower them at some point. It may take a while. This team is not a top 10 team. This team's not uber talented. You have KJ, who is really good, and you have Rocket Sanders, who we know is really good when he's healthy. But he's not playing. But he's and not we playing. And I don't know how healthy he was in the first game when he did play. But if nobody blocks for him or the receivers matter, yeah. run the wrong route or or you get a call wrong on the offensive line and somebody pops oh. free, they're not going to look as good. They need this thing. But, like you keep saying, it's a band. It's a ballet. It has to be one group moving right. forward. Yeah. We're going to see less auditioning and more actually playing football yeah. this week. So we're going to get a better idea of what, what what's going on here this week with BYU. And, uh, and you know, as a... It'll be a, a quarter at the quarter pole. We'll, we'll see where they are. I, I, I heard two coaches talking about this over the weekend. They were asked the same question. Would you rather play a tough team in week one and then two exhibitions or go exhibition, exhibition, tough team? The consensus was give me the tougher game early because, A, you've got more time to recover from it if you happen to lose it. And, two, your guys are focused in camp. On that game, if you've got a big name opponent in game one, they're focused. Right. Then you can then you can pull back the reins and you can experiment a little and, and do you know and get more guys into the game. But this slow ramp up seems to be going out 
and teams want those bigger games right. in early. And, I mean, think about this. You've played two teams that you really had to get up for. Right. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to try and get yourself all amped up for a BYU team, and you really haven't seen your team play against top-level competition yet. Right. And, you know, in Pittman's uh, first couple of years, they've played a good game early, and then it's backed off a little bit. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. Georgia, yeah. year yeah. one. Well, and they didn't have a choice in that one. And then last year was Cincinnati, and uh, in, in 21... You know, it was Rice, but then it was Texas. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, they, they've done yeah. it. This is the first time they've done it this way with two kind of build up before before a Power Five. This game. is the way it was thirty years ago. So you'd play cupcakes. Yeah, until yeah the it's end not of done September. very often. Now, to me, like, um, I like having the I like opening with a big game. I do too. I like opening with a big game because you figure out a lot then, and then you can do your auditioning in week two against a lesser mm-hmm. opponent. Now, I don't know how this works next year because they have some combination of Arkansas Pine Bluff and Oak State, and I don't know which one's first. Is Oak State before UAPB uh, or, or the other way around? But that's um, but those are the early games next season. And, um, you know, that's it's a, UAPB, then Oak State, UAB. Okay, all right. Well, that's, that's fine. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I know that they they go them. to Stillwater week two. Yeah, and then and then it's A and M, La Tech, LSU, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Texas, Auburn, Mississippi State, Missouri, A and M. Yeah, yikes! The lot, yeah, those are not in. They haven't announced the dates on the on the league Woo. games yet. But La Tech is in November, Woo. and at some point in late October, they'll probably take that's their fire or whatever. But yeah, I mean that's a well, like like in twenty twenty five. Yeah, um, they have um, um. They state to open. They may play one league game in September. I'm not sure. They don't have the 20, the league schedule out yet. But it's it's Missouri State, A State. Then there's a week TBA, probably an SEC game. Mm-hmm. Then they go to Memphis and they host Notre Dame. So it's kind of you know, L. <laughs> depends on if Marcus Freeman renounces his Catholicism or He's not. Twelve two since converting. He he converted. No yellow That's check right. that week, DQ. <laughs> yeah. But I, I listen. I, I don't think this is a great schedule. I don't, also don't think it's great to be away from home for a month. But you know they got to play the ball is. where it lies on this thing. Like there's no there's nothing to do about it. All right, drive home powered by Mister Sparky here on Ruskin and Zach. Remember, uh, cards recycling is your best option in Arkansas if you're looking to dispose of waste responsibly. No job is too big or too small. Cards does it all. Eight seven seven five nine cards. Cards recycling is the official residential and recycling company of Ruskin and Zach. So this week's going to be fun. This week's going to be fun to see what they can do when they prepare to beat an opponent, not just, you know, let's let's get our work in and see how it goes like they had the last two weeks. And that's yeah, what I think was I, going I on here. This is I I'm I was listening to these two coaches just talk back and forth about this about how you can focus in camp and you're getting ready for a big opponent early on and you know, walking into a game with Western Carolina, I mean your playbook is a mile wide and we're going to try a bunch of stuff and you know, here's Here's the stuff we like, and here's the stuff we want to try. We're going to try and get everybody in. You don't worry about that stuff with a big-time opponent in week one. Right. And say, hey, man, let's go get a win. This yep. is our game plan. Right. So, yeah, it's it's just a, just an interesting way of doing things, I guess. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, okay. we got Monday Night Football coming yeah, up here tonight. Uh, the uh, Jets and the Bills. Yeah, ESPN has been greatly inconvenienced. They're having to do the uh, the pregame show indoors from the suites because they're in a monsoon at MetLife. 
Yeah. This is going to clear by game time, isn't it? Or are we going to be in a delay here? Uh, I'm not 100% sure, to be honest with you. No. I don't think it's going to stop raining. Here's a text on the McClarty Daniel hotline. Just got in the car. Have you talked about how horrible the O-line is Ugh. and how stupid fans are saying that it'll be fixed? When you just missed it. You just, just missed, missed the conversation. It, You're so close. You just missed it. I would direct you to the podcast later tonight, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing for uh, for all of this uh, information that you seek. Because we literally just did this five seconds ago. Get in the car five seconds fans earlier. Fans aren't time. stupid. No, fans are not stupid. No, no. no of course not. No. no, they know what's going on. Yeah, they know. Yeah, yeah. I was sitting there and um, with some guy. Yeah, go ahead. You I, know, this is a this is be, a be gentle in how you tell this, but this well, is fun. I just here's what I don't understand. Uh, upon further reflection of the story I'm about to tell you, is that um, this person was clearly a guest in a suite. Okay, and I just can't imagine behaving this way if I'm a guest anywhere much less in a skybox at a football game. But with about 13 minutes to go in the second quarter, some guy is screaming out the window about bleepity bleep Dan Enos better get in the bleepity bleep game, to which a bunch of people turned around and you know were, were telling him to knock it off and all this stuff. I mean, you can't be swearing like that at a football game, um, especially if you're a guest in a suite. Like, <laughs> I mean, can you I mean, I assumed that this man was not the owner of the suite because I just can't imagine the owner of a suite behaving this way. But I could be wrong about that. This could be a jump to a conclusion on my uh, on my part. But, God, can you imagine that? You get invited to a skybox at a football game and you show your ass so badly that you are thrown out of the game before the midway point of the second quarter. That's, that, that's that's incredible. That's that's tough. That's incredible. That's tough. I can't imagine doing that. I can't imagine doing that. When you're if I'm a guest in a skybox, I'm not gonna say anything the entire game. Did you cheer on Saturday? Not really, no, I didn't cheer. You just sat there. I sat there and observed. reticent. Yeah, I remained reticent. Okay. Yes, I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were, yeah. Did you cheer when you were told to cheer? No. no. Mm. I so didn't call the hogs. Did you go as uh did you go as Mr. and Mrs. Nearlywed? <laughs> that's right. How's that going, by the way? Uh, DQ, you're going to love this. How, how are the nearlyweds doing? What? Who are you talking to? All right, hang on. What? All right, quick reset. Yeah. How are the near, nearlyweds doing, doing fantasy football-wise? Oh, you know, we're, uh, you know, Garrett, if they play this game tonight, we need Garrett Wilson to score a couple touchdowns and we'll win. A couple? Yeah. How many? Two. That'd be fun. That's it? We're okay. down 10. With one guy to go tonight, and uh, they have no the other person. Oh, they're done. Nobody. Okay. Yeah, they're done. Yeah, they're done. Uh, here's a great text from uh, Rusty uh, on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Wait, Ruskin in a box? No, 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 no. We're in under, we're under the box. No, we were under the box, and someone was yelling out of the box at Dan Enos to get in the bleepity bleep game, and um, that person was re- was thrown out with um, like ten minutes to go in the second quarter of the game. Now that's pretty early to have the, to have it all figured out in the football game. By the way, to was he thrown out of the game or thrown out of the box? I think he was thrown out of the stadium. Oh, he got tossed. He got I believe from the so. Stadium. Okay. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. We didn't hear from him again after that. Uh, Lurch has um, checked in. Did anybody say his name? I didn't. You no, know, you just did. Well, I mean, <laughs> but prior to the text coming in, uh, he wants to know: Is Arkansas State the worst team in FBS? Yes. Yeah. Until proven otherwise, uh, guess what, Red Wolves? Yeah. 
37 to 3. But Zach had a good uh Zach had a good day there. They scored three points. They did. They, well, that's three more than they scored they against have been Oklahoma. They scored 110 to 3. Well, I don't think they have a very good defense. They are not going to be champions for life. Well, they will be champions for life. They're just not going to be champions of the Sun Belt. That's no, given no, here. No, no, no. That's that's not going to happen. Boy, it could be worse. You could be having to polish that turd every week. Be Alabama. Holy Lord. Well, if they lose to Stony Brook, do you think he survives September? I no, don't. No, no, no. You can't lose to Stony Brook. The guy is uh, five and twenty-one. It's not great. Five and twenty-one. That a once, he has Boris vibes. A once proud program is now uh, is now in trouble. A State um, always wanted to be like Arkansas, so they went and hired their very own version of Chad Morris. They say, look, do- we can do this too. They, look, they did do that. <laughs> oh man. That is, uh, that's pretty good. Oh, man. We'll show you, Razorback fans. We can do this. We can have a coach that doesn't win all the time. Look at this. Boy, Butch is... Does he make it? When does he speak to the touchdown club? He may not make it to that. He may not. uh, You know, if you're running that down there, you better uh, better have a plan B. Yeah. I did run into one guy in the food line. Mm-hmm. That uh that spotted me and he was like, Hey, you better watch out up here, Ruskin. Like he was making really? a joke about it. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. Okay. It was a funny guy. He was just like he was leaving the line and I was in the line, so he just like said it in passing and walked uh, away. Mac but, over in Bono says, uh, ironically, over here in northeast Arkansas, we're not hearing any more about uh, Arkansas State wanting to play Arkansas. Oh boy. Uh oh. They're not gonna back out of that game, are they? Uh Donnie would like to know, um, is that around the fourteen total yard mark in the second quarter when you heard that? <laughs> Well, I mean, I've watched a lot of football, and I've learned that I don't have anything figured out until the clock hits zero in the fourth quarter. So I'm amazed by people who are not employed in football that have it all figured out, you know, 12, 13 minutes into the ball game. Like, I know how this is going to go. He sucks. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. They've worked through some things. Let's see what happens now. And, uh, you know, they did a little bit there. Uh, let's see here. Did anyone have any comments on the bar in the north end zone? We have not heard from yeah, anybody we, about uh, somebody, this. Somebody, uh, gosh, um, hang on. Somebody texted in during the uh, the post game show about it. Sent us some photographs. Uh, said it was good. Said it was worth it. Oh, good. That's good. I was worried that they would do the Razorback thing and have all the TVs at the sports bar on the Razorback game that was happening literally in front of your face. But they actually got yes, to see some other. Turn around and walk five feet to watch the game. That's right. Versus, you know. Getting to see other games. They they love to do that, right? Like, they'll mm. put all the TVs on the game that you're watching right there on the field. But uh, I, that was good. I'm glad that worked out well. Hacker asked if I enjoyed a $14 beer. It was 10 Thank you very much. The $10 Oh, was that team. it? Yeah, it was 10 was solid. Yeah. solid work. Yeah, in an aluminum can. I like really? those aluminum cans. I really think they it, they keep the beer colder. I think it's they're. A, I think they do. That is just a mind thing. Is it? Yeah, it doesn't. It really feels like it keeps the beer colder to me. I mean, I D- probably drink the beer faster though, so maybe D- that's why it's colder. The person who was drinking the most this weekend. Um, well, well, is it a mind thing or is it actually real? It probably keeps it colder. Okay. I don't know. I don't really drink beer though. No. What were you uh, consuming over the weekend? I had two Moscow mules. Oh, is that the it drink of the fall? Uh, that is the it well, drink. Well, I'm trying to cut. Well, I don't really, as you know, I don't really drink Red Bull anymore. But Twitter. 
I still do enjoy a vodka Red Bull, mm. but so I try to limit my consumption of that. Well, if you make it a 51% vodka, it's no longer a Red Bull. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I had one vodka Red Bull and two Moscow Mules. There you go. How were you feeling? It was fine. How were you feeling? Fine. Okay. Did you ride the uh, so, mechanical hog? No, you did not. So Ty lied. Uh, the Grouch said the bar was great. He had to be told when the game was over. That is a good. That is a sign of a good bar when they have to tell you, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, sir, you need to leave. Why are they playing the alma mater? The game's over. Oh, oh okay. uh, who did won? We, did we win? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, they've also righted a Jeff Long uh, uh, in in impropriety in that stadium mm-hmm. they put ribbon boards on the whole on the whole side instead of like that little part and then they have the blank spot uh-huh. they got ribbon boards all the way around now oh, it actually looks nice. like a real stadium now now if they can only get one of those light shows like every stadium has when they score a touchdown you know mm-hmm. where well, the lights are flashing well, around when uh, when your ticket prices go up again next year you'll know what they're buying i was looking at those light towers and those are the same light towers from 22 years ago so i don't think there's going to be a light show this week against byu but maybe they'll surprise me i don't know i'm I'm actually very curious. Now, we're doing post-game that night, we so are. we don't have any pre-game obligations. I'm going to be very curious to see what the split is in the stadium. Okay, explain this to the people, because okay. we haven't talked about well, this we, on the we air We talked yet. about it a little bit on the uh, the post-game show. BYU travels very well. Yeah. Very, very well. Take it from me, I've seen it firsthand. Mm. What do you, I mean, what do you think? 60,000? You know, 55,000, 60,000 Razorback fans have already got probably got their tickets. I guarantee you, if you don't snatch them up, 25 are going to go to BYU people. There's going to be a ring of blue around that stadium, and they are loud. Ooh. They travel, and they're, I mean, BYU fans are all over the country, including here. And if it, I'm telling you, it, it, it is, I've seen it twice when BYU would go to the stadium up in South Bend, and all of a sudden you're, like, sitting between two BYU people, and you're like, how'd you all get here? Well, now, Arkansas fans are going to show up, Zach. They're going to show up. They're going to show up. I'm telling you. They're going to show up. You better call your local rich person and just have them start buying blocks of tickets. because There's not going to be thousands of BYU fans at this ballgame. Because if you don't, they will. And they are not, and they are unapologetic in their love for BYU. There's not going to be thousands of BYU fans at this ball game. I'm telling you, this is being overblown. It's overblown. Okay, I, 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 I've seen it. There'll be a ring of blue around the top of that stadium, and you, be, and you guys will be looking around. What the hell? Uh, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that. All right, it's a five twenty-seven. Your drive home is powered by Mr. Sparky. <laughs> this podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.